Hello. Welcome to the week after Thanksgiving podcast. Um, I guess you would call it the start of Hanukkah podcast for those of you that celebrate um, that holiday. Uh, today we have Ford Clear on. I've known Ford, uh, we went to college together, so four or five years now. Um, we talked to him about his market research role. Um, unfortunately, the majority of our conversation got cut off um, due to editing. Um, I'm surprised it took this long for us to mess up on the recording aspect. Um, but so you kind of catch the tail end of this um, conversation. Um, and then we also just talk about uh, his dramatic uh, weight loss. Um, I forget the exact details, but he weighed uh, probably more than he should have. And then he got down to a reasonable weight. Um, so we go into talking about that. And then we finish up with a just a general uh, Boston sports uh, conversation, which he is a very avid fan of um, all the teams here in Boston. Um, and yeah, so again, thank you for tuning in. Um, we're, our base keeps growing. Uh, we've reached around 500 listeners. Um, so let's keep pushing that. Um, again, follow me on Twitter, Avery underscore friends and Instagram, Avery dot and friends. Um, and let's get right into the pod. Um, so kind of talk about, um, can you talk about your background kind of as far as growing up? Cause I don't, I'm assuming you didn't want to spend your entire life at your entire life. Did you want to be in this market research field or now? Like it wasn't like, I didn't even know what it was until like I got, I, I found the job. Like, so really? like, I, <laughs> like I knew, I, I knew it existed, but like, I didn't know it was like, it was termed like market research. Like mm-hmm. I, I knew that there were analytics and, you know, yeah. and, like their data sets that like people in marketing use to inform mm-hmm. their like their branding and the content they put out, um, but like I never knew it was something I would go into. Like I, the whole like nature of like my job search and like the way I wound up where I did is just mm-hmm. like it's crazy because like you and I obviously graduated in the middle of like you know COVID like the yeah like most unprecedented times mm-hmm. like you know you could <laughs> you could face as like a new graduate from college. So like I remember in our like your like spring of our senior year professor mm-hmm. radcliffe at bryant university for those who don't know shout so, out radcliffe shout out radcliffe yeah <laughs> um he like had a zoom meeting one day while we were all home mm-hmm. like you know during quarantine and like we were all asking like how do we find jobs in this job market <laughs> like he, we were like please like give us any sort of advice and he's mm-hmm. like find a job that's going to be like recession proof and that will weather like a volatile economy and like changing like you know external factors Mm -hmm. so like i took that to heart i was like okay so like i started to look at jobs and like medical devices initially and you know like the summer passed and i still hadn't found anything and i applied for this one job um as an account manager at a medical device company like kind of on a whim i didn't really Mm -hmm. know what it would lead to um and i received like a follow-up email saying like we want to interview you so i ultimately went through the interview process took the job and I stayed for about like nine months or so until mm-hmm. like this past September. And like, I just, I didn't think it was for me. Like, like there, like I loved like the people I worked with and mm-hmm. everything. That's good. Um, yeah, it was great. I mean, like I learned a ton. Um, 
you know, like it was, you know, like a couple of people there that I miss a lot, like, mm-hmm. you know, a couple good laughs along the way. But, um, I know <laughs> it was it, seriously, like there were like a few yeah. people there like that, like, you know, like it was the type of job that I think you needed to have a lot of experience in to mm-hmm. succeed. And I was so inexperienced. Like, yeah. I think it like, not to say I, like I wasn't successful, but I also wasn't like a rock star at it either. Mm-hmm. I was just like kind of thrown into the fire mm-hmm. and I didn't really know how to navigate it. Yeah. Um, but but still, you know what I mean? Like, like there were a couple good people there like that I really miss. And then I also learned a ton. So like, you kind of have to just see like the value in everything. Like, you know, whether it's like a job or like a relationship, I think there was like a takeaway for me there. And that mm-hmm. like, I, you know, it didn't end how I wanted it to like, cause I, you know, decided to switch jobs, but like, you know, there's still like a silver lining or there's some learning along the way. Um, but yeah. And then I wound up, you know, um, through a family friend, I found a job in market research and, um, and yeah, and that, like, I, I leveraged that connection there and then sure enough, I started like about three weeks after I put my notice in at, at my company. So that was like, it's been a strange, like 18 or like, you know, however many months since mm-hmm. we were sent home from college, you know, yeah, it's I like, know, it's, it's been, crazy. it's it, like, I, I think any plans anyone had like went completely out the window and everyone just had to improvise and like, there, there was no like like surefire thing that someone was doing like mm-hmm. everything just got upended and like totally thrown you know stray so it, it's it's been interesting to see like how everyone's adjusted kind of like yeah and you know and had to pivot like mm-hmm. just given all the stuff we've dealt with over the past year so yeah and, and, and like in my my situation like yours too like i think everybody like got creative and like really had to oh, like yeah. think about like what options do we have now that like this mm-hmm. is the case yeah and that's one thing that i um, I think I hold this and it's a little bit different than other people, but I kind of like the unknown and kind of crazy things like a pandemic that locks every, not that that was like fun, but yeah, different things that like life kind of throws at you leads you to where you are today. And you have no idea. You can play out a hundred scenarios in your thousands of scenarios in your head and you probably won't figure out what actually like real life is. Yeah. And it's all about just kind of like going with the flow and, um, obviously you try and plan stuff out because you want to succeed and get better. But at the same time, you kind of have to step back and be, just be like, I don't really know what I'm doing right now, especially cause we're both pretty young. Yeah. Um, and we don't necessarily have nearly anything figured out. And <laughs> even people that will tell you that seem they have it all figured out at the same time, they'll also tell you they have no idea what they're doing. So, yeah. I mean, I think the key like at our age is to like, you know, like, have the appearance that you have it all figured out and like but no seriously like like on the no, surface you have to like be calm and like yeah. because like one thing i learned like you know in my short-lived professional like career or mm-hmm. like tenure is that like like whatever you're feeling like if even if you're insanely stressed like you can't convey that because then you inflict it upon other people yeah that's so, terrible so like so that. so every like and i was doing that like you know like when i first started work yeah. i was like so like new and so like green to everything mm-hmm. i was just like in a panic and i worked in like a really time sensitive job so i was like you know always kind of on edge and like you know naturally i wanted to do things right yeah so i'd have to like scramble to get information and then like it wouldn't like give people the feeling that i had a grip and i'm like how could you like you know what i mean if you're like <laughs> super new to something like you're not gonna know precisely how it's done and i was working with people too who were like you know, had been doing like, or had been in my industry for like mm. longer than I've been alive. So yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, like, like just very different perspectives on like what was like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like 
legit and what was like you know mm. like i don't even know what the what i'd say for like a descriptor for mm. that but it, it, again it was like it was a good learning experience i think like to you know have to like go into a field that i maybe wouldn't have considered otherwise like you know i always knew i'd end up doing like marketing or like something in like a creative or like more consultative space but like mm. you know like i was like I, I just kind of had to retool like after COVID, and I was like, all right, like medical devices are like something like that's interesting to me. I should mm-hmm. like at least give it a shot. Like you know what I mean? Like if it even has like some things that I might find interesting or something that I could latch onto and like really like sink my teeth into, like then I'll I'll pursue it. But mm-hmm. um, you know, like like I I just after nine months, like I was like I don't know if this is truly what I want. Like I really gave it my all. I I you know tried to learn as much as I could, but you know, I think I need to go back to like what I really know I'm good at. And that's like, you know, sports marketing, like, mm-hmm. you know, not those two things together, but just like that, sort of like that group of like, you know, professions. So yeah. I don't know, but still like there's transferable skills and everything you do. And like, I learned a lot there and I think, um, you know, like it's like all the lessons that I took there, like they're going to carry over to like other parts of my life. It's mm-hmm. just, I, I may or may not be able to see it right now, you know? Yeah, and a hundred percent. And I think what you mentioned is that you tried it out and you did, found out you did, necessarily didn't like it. I think that's so important when we're at our age. Yeah. Um, for people listening, we're both. Are you still twenty three? I'm twenty four now, are but like I mean, we're, we Old graduate. Man. Yeah. Gra- well, you I mean we graduated the same year, so yeah. it's like I feel like age goes out the window when you're in the same graduating class. Yeah, I'm. I'll be twenty four in uh, what is it, how many weeks? Six weeks? Five oh, weeks? Oh, sweet. Uh, but yeah, I think it's really important to like test everything out you can get exposure to anything whether it's professionally not professionally hobbies like just to find out what you love to do because you don't because yeah. there's i mean how many different activities is there in the world millions million yeah like you could Billions, yeah you, yeah exactly you could infinite i mean who knows maybe me and you will really get into painting one day like you just have to try all these things and figure out what you really like and you also figure out what you don't like um which I've found a lot in my life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which I think is helpful because you obviously want things that bring you joy. Yeah. Um, but it's, it, it's all about finding those things that you just love to do. Yeah. I, I think like it's like it all comes back to like stepping out of your comfort zone, right? Like you want to mm-hmm. like do things that you might not be inclined to be like, you know, interested in initially. But like, you know, like again, if you even think there's something that you should try, like if you have just like a hunch that there's something you should like give a shot or like you feel like you might regret if you don't, take the opportunity then like go pursue it you know what i mean like we're mm-hmm. as like untethered as we'll ever be right now so it's you know if you want to move to like a new city start a new job like you know like form new friendships there's just mm-hmm. so like at 24 years old 23 years old like we have just so much at our fingertips and like you're crazy if you're not like exposing yourself to anything and everything in terms of like opportunity like mm-hmm. you know like I, 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 not that I'm like some, you know, wise old person, but like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, I just think like in like my brief 24 yeah. years, like I've learned that like nothing bad happens when you like try, like, like just mm-hmm. like, or like, I mean, I, like they say in star Wars, like do or do not, there's no try. Like, yeah. like, just like, if you're like on the fence about something, like just do it. Like that's the biggest thing I've learned. Like whether it's like going out on a night where you like think you should stay in or like pursuing like a job or an internship that you think might be out of reach. Like, I think there's just like a lot to be said for taking a leap of faith and like Mm -hmm. not knowing concretely how it'll all work out. Like you just have to like, you know, just kind of like take a dive sometimes and just like really put yourself out there. 
life advice from Ford for all. Yeah, not for that all again. Like, I'm not like <laughs> professing anything. I'm like no. I, again. I just like I don't know. Like, I mean, I think like if I've like reflected yeah. correctly on everything that's happened in my life, like I think the biggest takeaway has been like don't leave anything on the table. Take mm-hmm. like throw yourself at everything and everything anything and yeah and and like and at least like you'll have the closure if something doesn't go your way like it's either like a lesson or you like you grow from it so yeah and that's one thing that i've i've found in my life too is like being okay when you like fuck something up or like mess up yeah i always look at it as like oh well now i know not to do that and it's really hard to like program your brain that way yeah um because obviously when whether it's in the job or i just think like um like i got a parking ticket the last week and i was like all pissed off but now i know not to park on that street or else i'm gonna get a parking so it's like little things like that you kind of have to like re- almost like rewire your brain into kind of taking positives out of negatives yeah um which is something that i've been trying to do which it's hard to do that with everything yeah like i think like as early like young adults too like we're just so prone to make mistakes like like like, like, like scientifically (laughs) speaking like our brains aren't even like a fraction of how developed like well our brains aren't even fully developed no not even okay well all right i'll let me retract like i like our brains are like you know when does the human brain stop developing like 25 so they say 25 or 26 but i i think it depends because not everyone does it like for example like i didn't really hit puberty till like high school and college like i was a so you may be a few now, years behind. That's what I'm thinking. I, like, I was like, is my brain developing at the same rate? Like, I don't know. Well, that's why, like, parents hold their kids back a year in kindergarten. Like, yeah. like people are always like, oh, like, you were held back well, a year. Smarter. It's like, well, like, it's smarter because, like, it's one more year of, like, development, yeah. like, one more year of, like, exposure to the real world. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you, like, like, you know what I mean? Like, you're just, like, oh, 100%. you're developmentally, like, not where you need to be to, like, wrap your head around things that get progressively harder mm-hmm. as you like you know go to the next grade or whatever the next chapter of your life so yeah um but yeah no I, I and know what I, you're and i remember i was read it kind of going along those lines i read this i don't know if i read it or i listened to it in like a podcast or something but it said all of like the top uh hockey like prospects um in america was it outliers by malcolm gladwell yes that's yeah. what it was I, never, I, it fi- was. I didn't finish that book i'm like still mad at but myself but do you know what i'm talking I, yeah, about because it's like the kids born was it january yeah because they had an extra year they they're, had like an extra year yeah, they're with, bigger and better yeah, and so exactly. they can skate circles and it around made people. so much sense and so I kind of looking back, I'm like, mom and dad, why didn't you hold me back one year? I would have been so, it's so much funny. Shorter. Yeah. You, we, we were literally like talking about the same thing just now. Like I, like I knew you were thinking yeah. about it. I knew I was thinking about it, but like, that's crazy. I like need to finish that book now that I'm like kicking myself. Cause like, I wish I had more, like, cause it was like, like what I read, I think I got through like half of it. It was like, it was interesting though. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. like no one thinks about life in terms of like years and like development. Everybody mm-hmm. just thinks of like grades, age, like how that affects Net relationships, worth. like yeah you know what i mean like people always talk about age differences in relationships like yeah. but no one ever talks about how like age affects development really you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. kind of glossed 100%. over like we just put things into boxes as a society it's like mm-hmm. oh like grades you know k through 12 or like ages 5 through 18 and like if you're like a little bit above or below that you're like considered young or old mm-hmm. for like that age but like no one ever looks at it in terms of like what you're capable of doing because you've had a year or more or like you know one year more one year less of mm-hmm. experience to like develop and do you know what i mean yeah 100%. Like i think no one like thinks about it. that's just something that gets glossed over easily yeah. i think 
But yeah, I definitely encourage you to finish that book. And for any of you listening out there, if you haven't listened to or read uh, out, oh, I'm sure you can get it on tape. But yeah, Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. Have you ever read any of his other books? I haven't. No, I okay. I, I got that one book as a recommendation. I'm pretty sure, and like mm-hmm. I I'm ashamed to admit I have to you know sink my teeth into it a little bit more. But no, that's that's now that we're talking about it, I'm like okay, <laughs> like I need to like like get on it and like not yeah. and you know close the loop there. <clears throat> He's my favorite author, so I. I've read every one. Well, I haven't read. I think his first book is like something about a dog. I forget the name of it. Um, oh, but I don't know. I've read like all of his books. That he's. Re- I think he's a really cool guy. Um, but yeah. So going back to your conversation about like yeah, age, where did what were we talking about? We were like I we, we went know. down a total <laughs> rabbit hole. I have no idea. Well, like, that's the great thing about the pod is you just start talking and it just goes and goes. Yeah. Holy crap. I but was... so talking about um, like age groups and stuff like that so i remember i had a conversation um in vermont we play this game called broom ball have you ever heard of it like like is it like hockey but with like a like a yeah like a supermarket ball and like then like a broom like i don't know yeah kind kinda, of kind of so what it's like away. so it's boot hockey but and you play with a little soccer ball and um it's a wooden stick with a little rubber like rectangle on the end of it if that makes sense is it like croquet but like bigger like it's kind of what i like sort of it's like if a croquet mallet was flat but it's bigger isn't a croquet mallet flat no well well it's, it, it's like it a cylinder like a right like Here, i mean let me just pull you up yeah i'm, I'm kind of for those of you at home just google it there's also going to be all my friends from home are going to be like how the fuck do you not know what a broom ball stick looks like um, but do you see is it, is it played on ice? Yeah, you play it on ice. Oh, that's kind of cool. Oh, yeah. I, I, all right. Yeah. I get the picture. It's a big Northeast thing. Um, uh, I mean, I, I, I didn't know about it until 10 minutes ago. Well, I ago, guess so. a big Vermont thing. <laughs> yeah. And like, I think they play in Minnesota. Anyways, <laughs> to get back to the story. So I was playing broomball one night with, um, it's like my friends that are like my age in high school. And then one of my friends... Well, a couple of my friends have older brothers that were in the same grade, so we were playing with them and their friends. Yeah. And then one of the older kids like gave me a ride home um, to my house. Um, and so we were just talking, like just shooting the shit and whatever. And uh, he kind of brought up the fact that like uh, he really likes like hanging out with younger people, not in like a creepy way, um, but just that <laughs> like because like younger people like have more energy. Like I mean. Like, 20-year-olds have more energies than, like, 27-year-olds. Like, obviously, kids have more energy. Like, it's just a fact. Um, and he was kind of saying how it's kind of weird in... Because when you're in school, it's like, oh, like, I'm a senior. I'm not going to hang out with, like, freshmen in college all day. Like, that's weird. Like, why am I hanging yeah. out with freshmen? And, like, if me and you, like, we were both went to the same college, if I said, like... I had like a freshman girlfriend in college. You'd kind of be like, why does Avery have a freshman girlfriend? That's yeah. kind of weird. But like once you get out of school, there's like that kind of negative connotation is just goes completely away. removed. Which, yeah. Why does it exist in the first place? It's just, it's, I don't know. I find that strange. I mean, I think for like, for two reasons, I, or I think it's one, it all kind of falls under the same umbrella, but like. When you're an adult, like I think everyone's just so fried from like the day to day. I think like I think no one gives a shit after a certain point. Everyone's just like trying to get by. Like you know what I mean? Like no, like that does like make sense. like you with the parking ticket. Like adults deal with that shit like ad nauseum. Yeah. Like no one. Not ca- to mention a full time job. Yeah. It, like, but I'm saying like the you know the like the headaches like that. It just yeah. gets compounded by like you know like work like again like 
if you love what you do, it's like, it's, it helps like, but it's mm-hmm. still like, like life's hard. Like no matter how you slice it, like everybody's got to deal with like headaches and like parking tickets and like, you know, sick kids, whatever, like whatever the case is. Like, I think people like, like, do you, uh, you know what I mean? They're like, like, no, I think I after do. a certain point, like people stop caring about like, yeah, because everyone has their like heads, like buried like mm-hmm. you know what i mean like like everyone's got their heads up their asses like no one's super like yeah like, and consider- not not in a bad way They're no no like, no like everyone's so preoccupied like, like no one cares anymore like like every it's like just so funny because like in high school too like like age like you know grade differences like all of like things that are so petty like mm-hmm. from afar like they seem so like like earth shattering it's yeah. like oh like like the freshman girls talking to the senior guy like like no one like like the 37 year old talking to the 24 year old at the bar like no one cares about that no. like you know what i mean like it's like and they're 13 years apart but like it's just funny are you talking to a lot of 37 no. year olds at the bar <laughs> no i just i coincidentally picked a fake 24 year old male character to describe no i'm not no <laughs> jesus no um but like you get what i'm saying though. like i think no, that, yeah. like i think once you reach adulthood like all bets are off in terms mm-hmm. of like age differences like grades like you'll like i've been to like parties with like people who are like 28 29 and like oh yeah the, like the age difference or like even like in their 30s like the, the age difference mm-hmm. is, is so irrelevant after mm-hmm. a certain point and like you just like you stop seeing because it's all just like blended together like oh, no yeah. one no one thinks about like like you don't go to a party and it's like oh like like what year of life are you in like you know it's <laughs> like it's like oh i'm like like a it's like a super seniors like times four like you yeah. know it's just like it's a totally different mindset like whereas mm-hmm. like you're in college it's like oh like like what year are you like like that's like yeah. always like one of the go to lines when mm-hmm. you're talking to someone new so I don't know I think it's like people think in boxes about a lot of things I think like and age is no different so yeah. but it's just funny that when you reach adulthood it's like you know it, like everything like that you've like or every like the you know the traditional way of thinking that you've mm-hmm. been conditioned to like used throughout the course of your life it like just goes out the window basically yeah i kind of have a funny story about that so i was at a party um with our good friend danny brown podcast yeah. guest um yep. we were at his Shout out fanny yeah we were at his older brother's uh friend's house for a party shout out zb hopefully we get him on the pod as well Isn't it crazy that his name's Zach um, brown i know well i mean dan brown too the author yeah, but like no one thinks about it. Yeah, like like I love Danny and like you know what I mean. But like yeah, no, no one's like oh like Dan Brown. Like of course like like people <laughs> well, are like I think of that. Oh, well, or man. Danny Brown, the hip hop rapper. There's a rapper named Dan Brown. Yeah, dip I dip you dip dip I dip you dip. So, <laughs> do you know that song? No. <laughs> or uh, he covered um the kids. Well, and okay, anyways, but going back to the story. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're at we're... ZB's friend's party, and I was talking to this guy for a while, and like he looked kind of older, but Zach's like twenty eight, so like. I don't know if that's his exact age. He'll probably text me after this and be pissed. But um, so, and I was just talking to this guy for a while. And then I forget what came up. I think he asked me how young I was because he like could tell I was younger. And yeah. I told him, I was like, why? How old are you? He was like, I'm like 34. And he's like, yeah, the wife let me come out like tonight. And like, that was kind of the first time I was ever like out, like in a party or something. And like, we're like, had a conversation with someone like that and yeah. he was just like oh yeah i'm 34 and like i have a wife and like two kids at home and like i'm just like at the same party as this guy like i, I don't know it just kind of hit me i'm like oh fuck i'm getting old like this yeah. is like real life <laughs> yeah i mean i think like adulthood like hits you in small doses kind of like mm-hmm. i remember like so at my first job like it was the second day or like it was my my first week of work so like I got my job offer October seventh, 
I moved for, at the, you know, when I worked at the medical device company. So I got my first job, yeah, October 7th. That was when the offer came in. And then they were like, can you start October 26th? So I said, yes, I wasn't going to like say no or whatever. So I had 19 days to find an apartment in either, you know, Boston or Southern New Hampshire because that was, those were the two most logical places to live. So I... Where in Southern New Hampshire? Like Portsmouth area was where oh, okay. I was going to look initially. It's a nice area. Yeah, but I mean, it's just I didn't have any friends there. So yeah, not um, as good as Boston. No, not even close. But um, but I remember like my second day of work, I remember like I was in person too. So like I went out to like mm-hmm. get lunch at like a market basket nearby. And I'm like there. Get a nice sandwich from Market Basket. <laughs> I don't know what the hell I got. I think I, I, forget, I think I got like sushi or some weird something weird. I've gotten sushi from Market Basket. It's not bad. So you don't have it's, to worry about. No, it. I it never did me dirty. So, uh, but in in any event, like I remember being in the grocery store, like in my adult clothes, like going to my first adult mm-hmm. job. Like <laughs> I just felt like so small. Like and it was like I was staying in like Methuen, like which is like the town over from where my office was. Mm-hmm. So like in an Airbnb for a week because my apartment lease didn't start until the first of November. So like I had a week to like, you know, did you have all your stuff or was all your stuff still at home? I had a lot of like my, I had my clothing basically, yeah. but I didn't have any like, you know, like my furniture or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I remember being in like the Methuen market basket <laughs> and I just felt like, like a grain of sand. Like, you know what I mean? I was oh, like, yeah. I felt so small. Like it was crazy just how you know, your whole life as a kid, it's all, you know, K through 12, it's it's like popularity contest. Everybody's, Mm -hmm. you know, like striving to, you know, like have like the coolest sneakers, like, you know, be like the star athlete at their high school or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then like, you know, in college, there's still some of that. Like people are trying to be like, in like the coolest fraternity or sorority or, you know, like be an athlete. Like Mm -hmm. there, like there's just so much of an emphasis placed on status when you're in like high school, college. And then like you become an adult and like, it's a level playing field. Like, like no one cares about like who you are, what you've been like, no one at that Methuen market basket that day, like knew a single thing about me. Like no one knew, like I just felt like, like I felt like the size of like, like I don't even know something really small, like a peanut. I was like, Holy shit. Mm. This is the most like eye opening experience ever. You know, I was just like blown away at like that moment. Like I just remember it so vividly. Mm -hmm. It was insane. So, I don't know. And it goes back to what we're talking about, about like age too. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like in like how relevant you're perceived to be based on like, or not even relevant, like just that type of thing where like, you know, like it's weird to like be friends with this person, like, you know, versus that, like whether they're older, younger, like, Mm -hmm. you know, I think people worry about all the wrong shit, like up until you become an adult. And then like, once you become an adult, it's like, oh my God, like you fit, you start to figure out really quickly what matters and what Mm -hmm. doesn't. And like, I think that day I realized I'm like, wow, like, you know, like, like I was like well-liked in college. Like I felt like I had friends and like that I had like, you did have you know, friends. You yeah. Did have friends. Yeah. You just, just, a, just a few. <laughs> um, like, you know what I mean? Like I felt yeah. like it, like I was starting at square one, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, and I think that's like something a lot of people don't talk about is yeah. like, you know, like the initial shock that sets in when you're like starting a new chapter of your life. Mm-hmm. Cause there's always like familiarity too. Like, you know, you go from like, you know, elementary school to middle school, middle school to high school, high school to college. Like, you, like in like you know because you'll go to college with like a couple of people from your hometown most mm-hmm. likely so you have at least one familiar face but like i don't know when you're like an adult like it's like blank slate like everyone's just like sur- like trying to survive and no mm-hmm. one's like no one's worried about the stuff they were worried about all you know 22 years of their life prior so no. I, I think it's just like it's really interesting mm-hmm. yeah and i think i've said this on a podcast before but um have you ever heard of guy ross he does the like how i built this podcast for no. NPR. He's just like a 
podcast host on NPR, but yeah. he, uh, I remember listening to a podcast with Tim Ferriss where he had him on. Um, and so he talked about how like America's, our system is kind of up, like, like you mentioned from age, like five to 22, you have a purpose in your life. It's yeah. to, like get to the next grade and that's all you're kind of worried about. And then obviously, like you mentioned, like popularity, like things like that, like that stuff matters to you. Yeah. But then when you graduate, you don't really know what the hell to do. And it's like, oh yeah, you find a job and you work at that job. But if that job doesn't really bring you meaning, like it, it's hard to kind of like figure out like, okay, what's important to me? Yeah. Like, is it family? Is it friends? Is it making a lot of money? Is it just doing a job I love? Well, you're like you're so sheltered though. Like, like you're the first yeah, like, exactly. 22 years, you know what I mean? Like, like you don't mm-hmm. really have to think in those terms because like you have just such a crazy safety net of like, you know, like when you're at, like, you know, kindergarten through your senior year of high school, like mm-hmm. you go home to your parents at the end of every day. Like, you know, you're going to like, if, you know, and yeah, they give, like, they give like, you food, they give you food, they give you shelter. They like take care of you. Like they support you emotionally. Um, well, not but, f- not for everyone. Not for everyone. No, and, that, and that, I don't mean that to like be insensitive either. No, like, I know. I, like, I'm just saying like there's like a stasis though. Like you know what yeah, I mean? Like, 100%. Like, like you have like a, a pretty like surefire like routine. Mm-hmm. Like you like you know what to expect after a certain like even just coming to school on the day to day basis. Like you know like what time the bus comes. Yeah. Like you know what teachers going to assign what homework. Like it's mm-hmm. just like the familiarity the familiarity of it all, if I can speak like, (laughs) like it's so like, it it makes you forget about like the bigger picture, I think, you know what I mean? And then like, you know, you graduate college, like where you still have familiarity, like even though it's like a fresh start at the beginning of your four years, it's like, you know, you spend so much time with like the same people over and over again on the same campus, like mostly doing the same stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. So like everywhere you go for the first 22 years of your life, it's like, you know, you're comfortable. So, like, stepping out of your comfort zone and having to, like, start at square one, like, whether it's, like, starting a new job or, like, starting your own business, like, whatever the case may be, like, you don't have that safety net that you had for, like, all of your life. So, like, you know what I mean? That's why people have such a hard learning curve when they step out of, like, Mm -hmm. you know, like, and regardless of how well you had it, too, you know what I mean? Like, there's adjusting for everyone, like, and, and I think there's, like, this discrepancy between, like, your reality and what you expect Mm. and like you can expect things to go one way and then like it's the reality can either be really close to your expectations or it can be really far and like the further that gap is the more you're like holy shit like how do i do like life you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. how do i bring things to align with my expectations kind of yeah is there anything kind of top of mind that you can think of that you want to do that will kind of bring you out of your comfort zone whether it's like adrenaline stuff or like i don't know i don't know i mean that's a really good question i like like I went, like you and I both went abroad our junior year. Like I think in the fall semester, right? Yep. Yeah, I mean, like that was like. Well, that, I did it like over the summer, so I was July fourth to still, Halloween. You, but yeah, still four months away from home, ultimately, right? Yeah, like, I think more so. or less somewhere around there. Yeah, I I think that was like the biggest leap out of my comfort zone, and like I, it just made me realize though that like I can't be away from home for four months. I was like, you know, it was fun. I had a lot of memories, but at the same time, I was like, holy shit, like that is like a really long time to uh like to be out of your like your normal routine and like to be mm-hmm. away from your favorite people so i mean like in terms of like like so as a one to ten scale that was like a 10 of like stepping out of my comfort zone yeah. i'd pursue something that is like more of like a five or a six for sure <laughs> but like to like go like you know to that extent again like there's no way like just because i knew like mm-hmm. like i don't know like you don't want to be totally comfortable but you also don't want to be miserable and like i was like kind of like pretty close to miserable i would say like really? for like the majority of my abroad experience hmm. yeah like 
I don't know. Like there was a lot of fun, obviously, but like, yeah. like I think I didn't temper my expectations at all. And I, I just thought it was going to be one like four month, like endless good time. Mm-hmm. And like the homesickness set in for me after like a month. So yeah. then I had three more where I was like, Jesus Christ, like I'm here for three more months and yeah. like, I've got to like, you know, put my big boy pants on and just deal with it. Like, so, but I mean, still like, again, we talked about earlier how like there's a silver lining and everything, right? Yeah, like, you exactly. Know, so like it made me realize like that I place a value on like my family and like, mm-hmm. you know, like where I went to school, like, you know, like my immediate circle of friends and I'm like, yeah. I can't like be that far removed from them ever again. So like I have to figure out like, something that I can do that's like challenging for myself, but also like not to the point where I'm like cutting the cord and like being so far away from like mm. the good stuff in my life. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, like I can have both. I just don't know how it's going to come. Yeah. That's kind of, so that's interesting that that kind of happened to you during abroad. Cause for me, it kind of happened when I was actually home after graduation, like during COVID. Yeah. Um, Cause I was just kind of spending like all my day um like looking for a job and then i was doing like freelance stuff and then i was also working like kind of odd jobs just to make like money too. yeah um but just like spending that time with my parents like because before that i was like uh, i don't want to stay on the east coast i want to like move to the west coast or like florida or texas yeah or, like even out of the country but now i'm really like oh and especially because i didn't see any family that entire because covid you can't go see people yeah and i'm used to every year we have whether it's I go see my grandparents that live next door, my uncle from California always comes every year. Like I see all kind of like a family and I didn't see those people. And right. I, like, I guess I took it for granted in a way. And then when I got removed from me, um, I was kind of like, Oh fuck. Family is really important. I don't think I necessarily want to like yeah, move away and not have that. My brother goes to UMass. Um, so like living here in Boston, being close to him is yeah. nice as well. And it's, I, I guess that kind of, it's just kind of funny that like we both have had very similar experiences, but that yeah. kind of hit us at different times. Yeah. I, I mean, I think like everybody like in college or like, you know, at some point in their like young adult life has like, like a major like revelation about like how they want their life to turn out. And mm-hmm. like, like, like I remember mine was like at the end of my first semester of our, like our senior year, like I was like super overweight like i was like really like i was doing poorly in school and i'm Mm -hmm. like i like just don't have any direction and like that was like i don't know i'd kind of like i knew i had like stuff i needed to work on as like a person like like prior to that you know what i mean but like it had all like like all my bad habits like showed at once like Mm -hmm. they became like a lot of stuff just came to light for me in like one moment and i was like holy crap like I, i gotta like get it together like and that was when i like decided to like lose a ton of weight like work out and then like mm-hmm. naturally like covid happened too so like yeah. it just like as much as it sucked and like it was like you know like hard being away for like my senior year of college like it was like a good time for me to focus and kind of like oh yeah you know like like but again like it goes back to like difficult circumstances and like mm-hmm. you know like, like what do you do like in the face of adversity and then also like what like do you rise above it like do you learn from it like you know i think that's like what separates you know people in life it's like whether you just like curl up in a ball and like you Mm -hmm. let it like get the best of you or like you know you like brave the storm and you like you know you make do with what you have kind of Mm -hmm. so i mean that like i I think again you either like embrace something head on or you kind of like and i think with like going abroad i was like yeah like i'm gonna just like i like kind of rolled over and died you know i like i didn't like i could i there was no part of me that could be like resilient like i was just like i like this sucks and i'm just gonna like like (laughs) ride this wave out yeah but um like with COVID though, like, like when I was home and I was like trying to get like, 
focused and like like get some like purpose and direction in my life like i was like i stood up to like tough times or whatever i mm-hmm. felt you know what i mean so that was like something i can always have to like remember that like like during like a crazy unprecedented time like i you know made the most of it and soaked it all in and mm-hmm. you know didn't like squander you know like precious time and opportunity you know mm-hmm. so going back i mean you can tell me you don't want to talk about this but yeah you said you were kind of in this hard time you're a little overweight and you weren't doing so good in school was that kind of like something you worked on yourself or did you have like someone in your life whether it's friends or family or mentor that was kind of like forward like you need to figure this out no, I think I knew. And like, I think that was yeah. like, it was interesting because like, you know, like, like people who like had cared about me, like, you know, they'd say stuff to me about like, you know, like, like it seems like you're like kind of not all there. Like mm-hmm. you're not like, you know, you're not like the best version of yourself. And like, I think people tried to tell me nicely and then it was like a rude awakening. <laughs> and I was like, like, I think like when you realize something like from within, it's like mm-hmm. way more powerful than someone telling you because yeah. like, like you have to live with yourself at the end of the day and mm-hmm. you have to like be proud of like your choices, your actions and like, you know, like what comes of them. Well, not only that, I know me personally, I'm not the best at uh, taking other people's advice and like yeah. listening to other people. I'm more like, well, I'm smart. Like, I know myself. Like, yeah. So it is kind of hard to realize that. But sorry, I cut you no, off. No, no, no. You're good. No, no, totally fine. Um, No, I just was like, for the first time, like, I had made like a revelation about myself, like, mm-hmm. and no one else had to help me make it. And like, because it was totally my own, I was like, yeah, like, I'm going to do this. Like, I hate, like, where things are headed. Like, I truly and utterly, like, hated going to bed at night because I'm, like, I don't like what I'm doing with myself. And then, like, that just motivated me, like, never before. I mean, I lost, like, 25 pounds. I was, like, Mm -hmm. you know, like, eating well, like, better than ever before. I wasn't, like, partying. Like, and it was pretty easy not to because we were in, like, the midst of a global pandemic. But (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, but still, like, like, I took, like... Well, I was drinking a ton during the pandemic. (laughs) Me and my mom every night. I, I just didn't have anyone to drink with i was yeah. like I, like this is like i'm like i'm pretty sure it's like alcoholism if i like just am like going down to my room like it just yeah that like, is the definition it, yeah <laughs> it would have just like made me sad you know what i mean i would have been oh, like yeah. oh shit like this is like like i normally am doing this with my friends but like yeah. you know so but i don't know i mean it was like the circumstances were like pretty conducive to like mm-hmm. what i needed to do to like bring myself to where i wanted to be but yeah yeah i mean still like i could have like you know pouted and been like oh like my senior year of college got upended because of covid mm-hmm. like fuck this but no i mean like i think like i definitely kind of like stood up to it and just was like i'm gonna you know go in a totally different direction and like finish school strong and like and i did it like you know what i mean like so that's pretty cool but yeah i think like all of like what we're talking about is like it all ties back to like figuring out like what really matters in life you know what i mean like like i'm like thinking about like every topic we've hit on so Mm -hmm. far and like i think it all comes back to like priorities and values and like lessons you know what i mean like we're all like all the stuff we're talking about is like all the shit people our age think and don't say you know what i mean it's like yeah like i think there's a lot that like you know people talk about like pretty superficial stuff most of the time but like what we're talking about is like the like stuff between the like the cracks kind Mm -hmm. of that like i think it's like a lot goes on up here like in our heads but we never like take the time to like reflect and think about how like you know like our lives are shaking out and Mm -hmm. you know how the circumstances and like the events we've gone through like make us into the people we are you know yeah and that's to be honest kind of um one reason why i started this podcast yeah i love like in-depth conversations like this and it's hard to get that in like your everyday life um yeah and especially with your friends because you all like get off of work if you work a nine to five or whatever and 
most people don't really want to have these in-depth conversations and yeah. same with the weekend and not only that I like kind of like family gatherings like people don't want to have like super in-depth conversations about no life and stuff you just want to hang out and have fun yeah i um, mean it's like scary to an extent like you don't like because well yeah because you got to realize like oh shit like yeah. my life might not be going in the right direction um but i want to go back so i know that um i knew you kind of when you gained the weight and you lost a ton of weight yeah you still look great by the way <laughs> i appreciate it i'm not like i'm not where i was when i like yeah. lost it all but yeah like better like i'm not like like overweight anymore but i'm no. also not like shredded like yeah. i'm like a very like happy medium mm-hmm. i don't know so but i guess how because i know there's like a lot of people i don't know if they're listening or but um there's a lot of people out there that are trying to lose that weight so yeah just kind of give me your story about how that happened and yeah were there people that helped you out with that too no i mean like i just made like a few really small rules for myself and like it went a long way i mean like again like being home and like away from like alcohol and weekends and like you know parties and stuff i think that made it like 10 times easier Well, i know and that's one thing i didn't really realize until this this year is that alcohol has a lot of calories yeah i mean it's like a hundred it's a hundred for like a beer or a seltzer or whatever it's like a hundred for a shot of alcohol or yeah. Or when, well, when you have thirty-seven of them in a night, then yeah, you're like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm kidding. I, I kidding. don't really know how much there is in wine, but there's a lot of calories in alcohol, which makes obviously yeah. Fat. I mean, and it just like it leads to just like so many like other like you know, it's not side effects necessarily, but it just like it like it's just a rabbit hole. It's like you drink and then you eat shitty food to like yeah, you know to make absorb yourself all, feel better. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. like you wake up and you're hungover, and then like you eat more shitty food to like yeah. recover, and then it like it's just like it throws you down like a really vicious cycle so you have to be mindful if like you do go out and party because like mm-hmm. a lot of the times it can like it just derails you from any sort of like goals you're trying to set or whatever um but yeah and like i just like set a few really small rules for myself like i said like no dairy no cheese no fried foods um and then like no soda either like i just mm-hmm. like and i also just found like substitutes too for that type of stuff like I like started drinking like a lot of like seltzer water because I just mm-hmm. I realized it wasn't like the soda and like the sugar I was craving it was like the carbonation like oh really that was huh. all, yeah I just realized I'm like that's all I really wanted all along um, just was, something something in your mouth other than the water makes yeah it pop. just some yeah yeah so, so, something along those lines but um yeah and then like I just like no butter too I didn't eat any butter like okay. I like I cook exclusively with olive oil mm-hmm. um so that was like another thing but yeah it was like those five rules though that like. Really and then helps. just like regular exercise. I mean, like mm-hmm. I would do like, like it was really lucky too. So like my dad got my sister a rowing machine right before like, you know, COVID happened. Because yeah, like those the, things are the best. Like, cause yeah. So like the crew season for like high schools is in March, New England. Mm-hmm. And I think most other places too. But like, um, so he got the a rowing machine cause like he thought she was going to do it. And then like she ended up obviously not having a season. So I was like, yeah. sweet. Like, like I'm trying to get in shape. <laughs> like I have this in the basement. Like this is a great way to like, just like get a full body workout mm-hmm. in and like, and the gyms weren't open still. So like I was like running in the backyard, like, you know, like doing like, you know, like hit workout type stuff, like whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was that. So, I mean like, yeah, between those exercises and like just a couple small tweaks in my diet, like it went like a really long way. So, but it was hard. You know what I mean? Like I had to like undo years of bad eating habits and like Mm -hmm. exercise habits so it's not like easy but i mean i think i was just so like frustrated with myself like it was motivation that just like you know 
like encouraged me to keep on going. Yeah. And so you kind of talked about those habits. Was it kind of just like a cold turkey and you were just like, all right, I'm going to do yeah. this. And then all that stuff, you did it all at once. Or did you like kind of gradually like go and like mm. start the food thing and then the exercise? And Yeah, I think it was kind of both. I mean, I don't know. Like I kind of like, no, I'm going to say it was all at once. I like, I like, I honestly just like woke up one day and I'm like, I'm doing this. Like, like, yeah. and I'm like, I was so just like mad at myself. I'm like, I like, can't believe I've like let it get this bad. Like mm-hmm. to the point where I'm like this, like unhappy with like what I'm doing with my life. I'm like, yeah. like, fuck it. I'm going like full 180, like full throttle. Mm-hmm. And I did, you know what I mean? Like by the time like we yeah, graduated, I was like, Jesus, like that's like insane how, mm-hmm. you know, like at the end of last semester, I was like, in a really bad spot. Like I, you know, I re- like, I didn't know what I was going to do. And like, I didn't know, like I was going to make the changes I did. So mm-hmm. it was crazy. But I mean, like, you know, if you're like, I think if you want something badly enough, like you'll do it, you know, like oh, that's yeah. true of anything. So it was, you know, that was the case for sure. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny about the seltzer. You're just creating the, that's all you water. took from that. You, I said, you <laughs> no, gave me I know. pearls <laughs> and you're talking about the goddamn carbonation. Of, I don't like, know why, but, well, because I know this whole story before. We've kind of talked That's about true, yeah. losing weight and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was, yeah, it's good to, like, reflect on it, too. Because, like, I think, like, I just forget that I did that sometimes. I'm like, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, 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 I never took the time, really, to be like, holy crap. Like, like that's pretty, like, awesome. Like, yeah. But I don't know. It was really nice. Like, so many people, like, commended me for it. Like, I'd, like, go to, like, different places where I, you know, especially with COVID. We hadn't seen people in a really long time. Yeah. So, like, there were a lot of people I saw who, like, basically were like i didn't recognize you after like yeah and i was like wow like that felt like really good to hear like and everyone was reaching out saying like how proud they were and like mm-hmm. how awesome that was and so i don't know that was cool and like i like forget about that a lot too yeah. just because like you know life's crazy in the day to day and you don't like take time to be proud of yourself i don't think anyone really does so no. i think i don't know it, it was like nice like that i got affirmation from some people yeah yeah and that's i think that's really important with anything you kind of do just getting that kind of like one person to say like oh, hey, like, congrats on that new job. Or, like, hey, like, you look good. Like you said, like, people said, like, just that one kind of, like, validation of that. Yeah, oh, it goes such a long way. It goes such a long way. And especially if it's something, someone that you really respect. Yeah. Um, And it's just, yeah, I feel like that's one thing that I wish I kind of did more for like other people, like just kind of saying like, like pay them a compliment or something. Yeah. Yeah. It, it it doesn't have to be really big too. Like it could be some like, I mean, not that like, Oh, Hey, I like your shoes or whatever, but like just something that like, Oh, Hey, you've like got a new job. Like I saw it on LinkedIn, like, Oh, I should text this person. Yeah. Things like that. I think just help everyone's psychology more. Yeah. Like little things go like a long way. It's crazy. Like I know that sounds cliche and like, you know, like kind of like, trite but yeah it's it's true it's like there's like i don't know like like, i remember like my sister like during covid like she like left in like my mirror in my room like a little sticky note that said like Mm -hmm. like keep being you i still have it like i like like because like yeah because like at that that point in my life like i knew what that meant and i was like like and i think she saw like like that i was like struggling to find a job like Mm -hmm. i was like trying to like lose weight save some money like i worked like a busboy at a restaurant like you know what i mean Like, like i think she saw behind the scenes how like there was a lot of shit beyond my control and yeah. like, I was doing everything I could to like work against that. Mm-hmm. And like, again, like it was just such a small gesture, but like it meant like a ton at the yeah. time. So like that, I think what you're saying is like spot on. Yeah. Well, it's like you texted me the other week about a job. Um, yeah. and which I didn't end up applying for it just cause I'm 
Still yeah, I'm not going to send you jobs anymore. <laughs> well, no, I'm still working at it. I've I'm only been at my job for a couple months, I know, so I'm, I'm not kidding. really looking. But like, I was like, oh, Ford's thinking of me. Like, he knew yeah. that this was like in my area of field, and like, it kind of it brought a smile to my face. So I encourage you, li- people listening, do that more more for others. Yeah, I mean, well, you're the only like digital marketing person I know ever. Like, so like <laughs> like I just like associate you with like yeah like that so i mean like i like i don't remember any digital marketing majors from brian yeah. so i was like oh I, like i'd be like kind of a dick if i didn't send it to avery well, so there was three other graduates i actually graduation i thought i was graduating by myself and you I realized that there were two others there's three others oh three others okay yeah, i don't want to name people because i don't want them to get mad but yeah um yeah brian's i guess is ranked i don't know because brian always does those like uh what do you call it? The, their rankings that come out. I don't really know where is they it get their the rankings, rankings or is it like a it's third party? It's not their ranking. It's a third party, but I forget what they always use this one website or whatever, but it said digital, digital marketing was like, I think it was the number one in the country. Really? Well, cause there's not very many digital marketing programs. Interesting. The I only had no one, idea. the only other one I can think of was Texas. Cause it wasn't even a thing until my uh, senior year of college. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, like some industries are like relatively new. Like you're like, you know, like yeah. compared to others. I mean, like like being like a lawyer, doctor, like whatever, those are like pretty like yeah. long tenured or like, you mm-hmm. know, like they're positions that date back like hundreds of years. But yeah. I mean Yeah, like Well, like, even like you medical device sales. I mean or yeah. selling leeches like back in the like eighteen hundreds, like Maybe. that's a very I, I, that's I don't, a pretty new field. I mean, probably less than a hundred years old. Yeah, now. I mean well I mean like yeah, relative to like, you know, <clears throat> medicine and like, you know, and law and other things. Yeah. I think it's like it's new yeah, yeah. That yeah. yeah. Again, like like yeah. I, I I thought I had something to say about that and I really don't. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bullshit. Yeah. Well I mean digital marketing, I mean the internet wasn't around till the eighties. Yeah, and then then it wasn't um which so this is kind of going off topic, but so I was reading something, because um, obviously cryptocurrency hot in the streets or whatever, but more people have bought Bitcoin in the first 10 years than people use the internet in the first 20 years. Does that make sense? That's insane. So like I think, and people fact check me on this, I, I always tell everyone when they listen to the podcast, fact check everything we say, because we're probably wrong a lot, but I want to say it was like 22 million people have bought bitcoin and like the the number of people that in the first 10 years of it and the number of people that use the internet in the first 20 years was like 17 million or something yeah which i thought was like kind of nuts yeah i mean well because like bitcoin's still new to us you know what i mean like like yeah like we like we grew up like with the internet kind of like not really like i mean i don't know like when we were kids like it existed and it was like pretty functional like yeah but we didn't really have because i so i think there's like two levels to the internet I think it's the internet and then the iPhone because the iPhone brought uh, the internet into your pocket where everyone had it at all times. That's a lot different than like you logging onto a computer. Like did, did you ever use dial up where you had to plug the fucking thing in? No, I like, it it is crazy though. You're right. Like, like we have like kids who were born in like 97, like Gen Z millennial Mm -hmm. people. Like we've seen like such a crazy evolution of like technology, like, like right before our eyes. Like, and it's funny too, because like, I re- like I think of technology like and like the advances that have been made like in terms of like being on the school bus as a kid like I know this sounds so weird no I feel but, the same but, like, exact like, way I remember like this one kid I used to ride the bus with in, like elementary school like I was in second grade and I think he was in fifth grade mm-hmm. he, I remember listening to like the Baja men on his like CD player yeah like like 
like to think about how far we've come since then like and then i remember like i got like a game boy advance sp that was sick like yep. playing like backyard basketball yeah. and then i like i got a psp which was like huge because mm-hmm. like playstation like had only made the ps2 like yeah. prior and they hadn't done portable gaming devices so like that was interesting and then i got like an ipod nano in like fourth grade and i remember like listening to stronger by kanye west and like the back of the bus and i'm like this is the shit like i feel yeah. so cool and then like the ipod touch came out mm-hmm. like you know before i graduated like elementary school and then you know like i had i don't know I, i'm not going to go down like the chronology of my devices that i've had over the years but like still it's just it's like amazing to think about like how far we've come like like in a matter of like 20 years like yeah. that like, like that's a that's like a blip in like the like, relative to human mm. history like it's crazy no it is and i i love your analogy for the school bus because i've used that in conversations before because yeah. just like like you like you said like cd player to ipod to ipod touch and then like to iphone like that's like yeah we, i mean i didn't have an iphone in eighth grade or whatever it, i didn't have one till like high school yeah but like that's kind of the progression that everyone took and then like you said like the Game Boy sp and then like to the ds like those like leaps yeah. in technology aren't really happening like people growing up now, the iPhone's been the same for what? I mean, would you even count getting rid of the home button as a big change? Like nothing's really. I had a home button until like last year. Like so, well, I'm, I know, I'm, but like I'm it, new. I'm new to the shit. But that's not really changed in what the iPhone does. It's it's always kind of done. I guess the only thing that's kind of new with it is like the apps on it. I would say. Yeah, I mean, and, and the pic- the picture quality getting better is obviously huge, big. I almost feel like it's become like harder to use, like like it, because like there's just so much intricacy to it now. It's like you know, oh, like yeah. I like I've heard like in some cases they're like deinventing the phone. They're like making phones now that only allow you to call and text, and that's like it. Just yeah. because like I would love that. I it, just don't think I could because like that. people just get too distracted. You know what I mean? Like like they're yeah. like they're, when you have like the entire world at your fingertips, mm-hmm. it's pretty easy. Like I dude, I can go on like TikTok for like an hour and a half if i like don't stop myself you know what i mean like it's yeah. just like it's a like a dangerous place out there now like because you just like the uh, the amount of distractions are just like endless but mm. i mean yeah like so i don't know i just think it's interesting that like we've come so far in like our evolution of like developing technology that like people are like de-inventing it now and, like they're like, yeah. like they're like okay it's gone too far like we're gonna like scale it back a little bit yeah so two things i want to say there um I lost my train of thought. What was the first one? Oh, so yeah. So you're talking about how like the distraction stuff. So that's what I think is crazy is that, well, one, like our attention span has gone down so much compared to like 50 years ago. It's yeah. crazy. It, it's worse than goldfish now. You think? Um, is, it, is that true? I'm pretty. We, we got to fact check that one. That's a hot take, Avery. <laughs> pretty, I want to say it is. Goldfish are pretty... Uh, I mean, they're 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 really not intelligent life forms, right? I mean, humans' attention span. This says eight seconds. Goldfish is nine. So we're I'm, one second. I'm we're so, so we're, we're we are nipping at goldfish's but heels. It, but it, in two thousand, it was twelve seconds. So that's like, and I don't know. I mean, whatever. But the human attention span is getting lower. I mean, it's scary that we're even in the same conversation as goldfish, whether we're right or not. Like, I mean, like the fact that we have to <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. frame things that way. Yeah, it's a, it's alarming. And not only that, that productivity, even though we have all this rapid technology kind of boost, like we said, yeah. like the internet, all that stuff, our productivity isn't, um, 
it's still going up, but it's not going up at the same rate as like our technological technological advances are, if that makes sense. So like it should be going up, but like because of that distractibility, um, it's not going up as at like the same rate it should be, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, like if you think about it, like our parents went through college without any like form of technology, and they were able to yeah, do like, so like, all you like have I to mean, do obviously, study. yeah, I mean, like like there's a lot less like you know hassle now like like you don't have to like walk to your professor's office to like turn a paper in or whatever like you don't yeah. have to um you know like like use a typewriter or like use dial-up internet like i'm saying like like yes it has made life a lot easier but like by the same token like you said it's like it's easy to just like not use technology for its intended purposes and like people just kind of you know like I, I mean anything in excess is bad and like technology mm-hmm. in particular just because like it just again like i think like my dad told me one time like he made a really good point like like everybody's train of thoughts are so fragmented now like 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 texting like that's like like humans like for hundreds of thousands of years were trained to like read left to right like sentence to sentence like yep. paragraph to paragraph and now it's like you know it's like texts are so fragmented like like it's like made it hard like i don't think it's impacted my ability to write but like i think people's like communication skills have taken a nosedive just because like you know, like people can hide behind a screen. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, and they can also just like, you know, just the, the entire dialogue that you have with someone over technology is so different than in person. Like it's, Oh never, yeah. It's so different. It's so, I mean, and we're using technology more than ever. So like, mm-hmm. like what does that do to like, you know, people's communication skills? It just completely tanks them. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's interesting to see how technology is really like beneficial, but also like really harmful at the mm-hmm. same time. Kind of. Yeah. Um, one thing that just because I remember you mentioned TikTok. Do you know you can go on TikTok? And I don't know if it's minutes, but I think you can see how many videos you've watched. I really don't want to know, honestly. Like, <laughs> like, there, like there's no part of me that wants to. Uh, I'm gonna leave that in the dark. Like I, I know that sounds terrible, but like I think I, it's in the settings. I remember I I was on TikTok, not today during work. It was before work, um, but uh, I saw that like someone like clicking on it and i was like oh fuck like <laughs> it's but it's I, like i don't use it a lot but i do i'm like I, I'm, I'm a huge offender of like of, mm. of tiktok abuse it's it's but it's just like it's so like amazing what like people can do creatively like like some of the oh, stuff i see really on there cool. it's mind-boggling like yeah. i'm like i could like I, I watch the dumbest stuff too mm. like it'll just be like people like cooking or like yeah you know like like I don't know, but like just the variety, like their algorithm is just like fantastic. Like, like the way oh, they're like, so good. like I've like seen like the stuff that I see on my like for you page is like mm-hmm. eerily in line with like the things I was like thinking about that day or like the things I was talking like there's like what I'm like, not like a conspiracy theorist by any means. And like, I like don't like really engage in that stuff, but like there is some like, it's so suspicious how like, like technology just knows like, all of like your behaviors and like habits and tendencies like it's, well, it's all sharing and stuff have you ever looked up your uh, google profile <clears throat> what's that wait what like, so like like not like my gmail account like, like no so like it's it's part of your google account so you can like go on and see what google thinks you are as a person wait like so is it, it like it's not like a simple google search of yourself no so like i forget how to do it um i've done it a couple times but it'll tell you like what sports teams you like, where you live, how much money you make, how much, like... That's so invasive. Your family, uh, like, it'll tell you if you're single, 
It'll tell you if you're like divorced. It'll tell you if you're married. Tell you if you have kids. It'll tell you all your interests. Yeah. Um, and I just, I remember looking at that one day and it was just like, it's kind of creepy. And I'm sure that other companies like have, I mean, uh, Apple, I mean, yeah, we use those things more than anything. Um, so it is kind of creepy to think about like all that information that people have on you, which I don't really mind. Maybe it's because I'm a marketer. So I kind of like having that information so I can target people and I don't have anything to hide. Um, but I know obviously privacy is more important to other people. So I think you obviously have to. Yeah. I mean, for me personally, I'm not like, I really don't have anything Mm -hmm. to hide. So I'm like, if people want to like, like see what like jerseys I was looking at on fanatics that day, like, like I'm like, like you can have at it. Like I'm not, I'm not stressed. Like, I don't know. I just don't really feel like anything I look at or do Mm -hmm. or is like, is that interesting? So I don't know. It's all pretty mild. So I, Mm -hmm. I, again, I don't know, but I get like some people's aversion to, yeah wanting to like share or not share certain information. I don't mm-hmm. know. Like I think everybody, as long as like your reasons valid and it's yeah. not just like, Oh, it's like, you know, the government's watching like, then it's like, <laughs> like it's kind of baseless. Like if you can like, if what, if it's like anything, you know what I mean? If like, if your stance mm-hmm. is like well informed, then like, like, you know, more power, I guess. Like I yeah. don't really care. Like it won't keep me up at night. Yeah. What, but one thing I do think with all that stuff is I think that I don't know how you would set this up. I'm I what, just, the Google platform thing no no no. so essentially the idea is that you get paid for the data you give these companies yeah you're like incentivized yeah so like essentially it would be like tiktok would pay you like i don't know how much because i don't know how you value data and i don't know how you enforce this especially because tiktok's like a chinese company they've got their own metrics though i think like they like they can see like how long you stare at certain videos and then like i think that they capture all that information it's like okay like given that you stared at this video like given that you click through this one like Mm -hmm. We're gonna like, and mm. given the videos you liked, it's like it's all curated, you know. Yeah. It's like it's all. I mean, but again, it should it shouldn't be like a surprise to people though. Like if you're like staring at a video for long mm-hmm. enough, like or like if you like something that falls under a category, like and it's yeah. like that's why hashtags exist. It's because yeah, like it, consol- it consolidates content. And, like yeah. it's like I don't know. So like I think people are always like, oh my god, how they know? It's like, dude, like you like the same video of like cats <laughs> flipping over baby rails like a thousand times. Like they were bound to catch on at some point. Yeah. Like I don't know. I think that's yeah. I, I think people act surprised by a lot of shit that they like mm-hmm. really shouldn't act surprised by. And that's like that's you know exhibit A. Yeah, but yeah, I think there should be a way where we get paid for the data we create, if that makes sense. So like we would get like yeah I mean we use TikTok and Instagram or whatever or YouTube yeah that obviously they make money off of ads but I feel like we're there's some sort of value that's we because they need users to use the app but then if you mm. incentivize people or like if you not even incentivize if you like wouldn't people just use the app like like wouldn't they abuse it like to get more money then like wouldn't they like yeah but if it's not enough to pay you money. But that's what I'm saying. It could even make them like imagine if imagine if you could like be a professional like YouTube. Like I feel like that would help their platform more than it would hurt it. Yeah, I mean it's But a- you would have to find the value like of someone watching, if that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. I mean 
like i don't know in, like what i found with like youtube stars and like people who are tiktok famous is like mm-hmm. there's like and i feel like i've heard it a million times over the years but like there really is no such thing as bad publicity like it's pretty fascinating how like like the paul brothers like they, oh. they are like love them or hate them like they are so good at what they do oh, like 100%. they are they are them. they are like do you know how many like clicks they get like like i catch myself like looking them up and like i'm like i hate these guys but like yeah. they're like they just know how to like garner attention and like piss people off yeah like like <laughs> like i rem- like they were just brilliant at marketing themselves and mm-hmm. like again I, like in uh, an industry where it really doesn't matter like whether you're liked or hated like like a touch point and like in interactions like those are like at the end of the day like people are talking about you like yeah. like whether it's like for better or worse like that's I don't know. I mean, I, I think there's just something to be said for like in Hollywood and like in entertainment. Yeah. Like, I think whether you're like the good guy or the bad guy, like as long as you're making noise, like mm-hmm. people are like, you know, like I remember, like do you remember like the movie Straight Out of Compton? Yeah. When like you know, like they were super controversial. Like, and they were, you know, there are people like steamrolling their records, mm-hmm. you know, because like the lyrics and like you know, yeah. like they, again, like like probably like some of that was warranted like because like it was like violent or like misogynistic or what you know what i mean like yeah like i get some people's like aversion to it but like at the end of the day like people bought the records like you know like yeah. you hear easy in the movies like they bought the motherfuckers like you know what i mean i so, have it in the other room <laughs> yeah yes but you, you you know what i'm saying though like like yeah like these people who were like internet personalities it's like it doesn't matter if they're like you know doing it for the right reasons or not yeah. or like if they're like you know inherently good people or like like is it like for them like their only performance indicator like is like viewership yeah yeah it's so i don't know it's interesting because like there's such a wide array of people who are like respected there are people Mm. who are hated and like and you know what like they all get talked about the same so i mean yeah as it applies to like the internet tiktok like youtube like i don't know it's like it's just funny growing up in like a world too now where like that's like a profession like you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like could you imagine like our grandparents like it's like yeah jake paul like is like like he like <laughs> explaining he, like, that he, he's, a, he's, he's a professional like guy who makes videos of himself like like doing like like living his daily life on yeah the, like like that's insane it's just like insane like like i i can't say i like respect it a hundred percent but i also like get why they do it i guess like i i mean it's easy like yeah. I mean, or maybe it's not i don't know there's probably a lot more than what meets the but, eye but. but i think there's also there's ways like you can go about it where you're not the Paul brothers, if that makes sense. Like, I feel yeah. like their whole mentality is, but there's so much controversy though. Like, 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 like even David Dobrik got canceled, like like for a little bit. And yeah. Then, like, so I don't know. I don't think there's like every YouTube star, like TikTok personality, like they've all been like subject to like an, like, you know, some Something, sort of hate yeah. or like, you know, well, it's because people follow their lives so intensely where it's yeah. like, if, if people followed my life, like with scrutiny, like, like if you follow anyone's life, if they're the perfect person in the world, yeah, you could find something that you could spin to make them look like they're a bad person or something like that. Well, yeah, I mean, you look at people's motives too. Like, I think that determines a lot. Like, if, yeah. like if people with bad motives have power and access to like a lot of people, like that's like, it's, all, it's all like TMZ is basically. I mean, it's like I'm serious. Like, like it's people no, who are just looking right. to stir the pot, and they yeah. have the money and the resources, and like the clout like yeah you know like they're the like they're the first period people to break the news about like the craziest shit like you know what i mean like <laughs> it's true like like tmz reports it before it even happens like i heard i saw that in like a tweet and i was like mm-hmm. yeah it's so true because like i've like a lot of the crazy headlines i've ever seen like in like you know entertainment and whatever yeah. like tmz is on top of it like but again like it all comes back to like 
what are people trying to do? Like, what are their intents? Like, mm-hmm. or intentions? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, and I do think it depends, like, because we're talking about, like, kind of YouTube, TikTok. Like, it's okay to be like that in those industries, but there's other industries where it's kind of not so easy to kind of be, like, necessarily an evil, like, company or whatever. Like, I feel like in business, if but but then again, I mean, people, I mean, you could you could paint kind of any, like, large company in America as, like, bad. Like, you could paint Amazon as, like, someone that like fires their workers like buy an app and like makes them like do these like unrealistic like jobs and like you could kind of go down the line and make yeah. any company into a bad company yeah i mean no company is like perfect but i mean no. like I, again i think like as long as it's documented somewhere that they're like like you know they value like their co like their you know their employees and like mm-hmm. there's like some work-life balance like i don't know i think that's really all that matters. Like, as long as they like major organizations are treating their people right, mm-hmm. like, and it's not like they're just becoming numbers. Like, that's that's all that matters. I think. I mean, and, and like what their contribution back to society is. Like, I think yeah. like every like, and a lot of like big companies do already. But like, if they aren't, like, I think every big company should be like looking at themselves honestly and saying like, what can we contribute back to society? Like beyond just like the industry we're in. You know, mm-hmm. like it'd be cool if like, you know, like companies like the Boston area that were in like consulting, if they all like banded together and they pledged like 5 million a piece for like a charity, you know what I mean? Yeah. All like, you know what I mean? Like, like there's just, there's so many like ways for big organizations to get creative in terms of like what they're like, we've got, I'm like, I'm talking now and I'm like, holy shit. Like we have diverged like so much from like, <laughs> like I, I can't even believe. No, keep it going. Keep it going. Keep no, it going. Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess my point is that like, I think like, in terms of like doing like stuff for the greater good, like mm-hmm. there's like a lot out there and I think people just need to like really put their heads together, like, and like think unconventionally about how like we could like make change, I guess mm-hmm. for the better. Not that I'm some like, you know, like I don't even know the word. Like I'm Ma- is it not that I'm like, some, not that I'm like some pacifist pacifist or whatever, but like, yeah. you know what I mean? I'm saying no. like, I think there's, <clears throat> there's definitely like, I just, I don't think people like, you know, like, in wedding crashers owen wilson's like 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 they say we only use like 10 percent of our brains but i think we only use like one percent of our heart or like, like you know what i mean like like i really do think like people don't like yeah. use like their brains as much as they should like or like they don't like you know think about things maybe mm-hmm. like as creatively and like i don't know i think there's like people see things in boxes kind of and yeah. they don't like test boundaries of certain things but i don't know that's like i'm probably going down like a major tangent right now no, it's fine. What would you? Do? What would that one thing be for you? What's that like? Just like something you'd like to see changed in the world. I just think like people with resources, like who recognize that other people are in like a similar position, like what can they do to team together to like mm-hmm. you know create common good? I don't know. I think that's like not that tall of an ask. Like I think if like Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk like sat down together, like they could put some serious money together and like. You know, do and like again, like like <clears throat> they don't have to like like we live in a society where like you're like entitled to like do whatever you yeah. want financially. And I'm not saying like they should absolutely <clears throat> do that, but like I mean like if you have the means to like help people, like definitely like look into it. I mean mm-hmm. like and I think people just need to like take a look at like like so like I don't know, like I just think like Hollywood culture like in like all like they're all focused on like like the optics like surrounding like the stuff that they say they support mm-hmm. and it's always like, Oh, like, you know what I mean? Like, like it's not like, oh, I, it's, it's, I it's not agree like, 100%. it's all just like so performative. It's never like, like, Oh, like, like, you know, you don't ever hear of like a team of celebrities, like, 
I mean, like, I guess like you have heard of it over the years, but like, it's not as like prevalent as it should be. Like, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, like, like they did like the, we are the world stuff for like Africa and like Haiti. Like, so they raised money, like live aid, like, yeah, there've been like, Mm -hmm. you know, instances over the years, but I think like that stuff's few and far between, you know what I mean? Like, it's like a concert, like, you know, after something bad happens, it's never like, like, and again, that's not to say that like this stuff doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen as much as it should. Maybe Mm -hmm. like, I just think like people in positions of like, you know, with fame and power should like see what they can do to band together. Like whether Mm -hmm. it's like financially or like as it relates to resources, like I think there are a lot of different like ways people can like kind of like, like build something bigger than themselves and Mm -hmm. like, and can give something back to society. I don't know. Yeah. Talk about it. Like we were talking earlier about, about like high school and college, how it's like a popularity contest and things like that. Hollywood is there's a new show now. Oh my God. There's a new show that it's like America. It's like an, it's American idol, but for like charities and like you basically like pitch your charity to the judges and they decide like which charity is more worthy of like it's like yeah I'm not kidding like it's crazy what, like where, the, what show is it on? I have no idea like I think or it's, what channel I don't know is it I, network TV it, I don't know what it's on but like just the whole premise <clears throat> of it is like it's like okay like why are we like comparing charitable <laughs> endeavors like like it's like shouldn't a game we help show. them all I mean like it, like yeah it's it, it's just I mean like the like Survivor is like a game show in the US and in countries it's like like you know like like that are like, you know, it's like real life in some places you know what I mean like you might yeah. like, there could be like a hyena in your backyard and like you've got to like run from that shit for miles like mm-hmm. we, we like I the rabbit hole we have gone down in, in, during the course of this podcast <laughs> is absolutely freaking mind blowing holy you're, shit you're making me feel bad about being a Survivor fan right now I mean, but like you think about it though, right? No, like, it's true. Like, well, that's another thing that I like kind of going back to charities is I think a lot of like American charities kind of piss me off because it's like there's people in this world that don't have running water. Like there's people yeah. that like don't have birth, con- like all this shit, like birth control. Like there's people that die of like yeah. diarrhea. Like let's hope those people first, maybe then like other people. But yeah. at the same time, it's like obviously you can't fault someone for taking time out of their day to donate to whatever charity whether it's like cancer or something like that i just think people need to stop doing stuff for show like if you like oh yeah like i just like there's so much like recording now of like people doing nice things for other people i'm like what if you just did it like for the sake of doing it Mm -hmm. like there was no like reward and like there was no like 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 just doing something like totally and like utterly for the right reason mm-hmm. and like and just like and having no ulterior motive like yeah i don't know i just i think like people are always so inclined to like post and like because like everyone just wants like instant gratification and like oh, they 100%. just want to be validated that like they're doing the right thing and mm-hmm. like it's just because like we like perpetuate like a lot of the wrong values in society and like i think like people are always like feeling this like never-ending need to like level up and like and you know they compare themselves to other people but like mm-hmm. no one ever like thinks about like the behind the scenes stuff and like you know like the like the things that truly matter in the day-to-day you know what i mean mm-hmm. like and again i just I, I think there's a lot of stuff that people just don't have to advertise to you know like like i'm guilty of it like i post like a ton on social media and like there's mm-hmm. probably like some stuff about my life that i could probably be like less revealing of but it's never like it's never like I'm like oh like I'm doing this like I or like I'm never doing something for show like the stuff I show off is just like me like having a good time or like yeah. with friends it's never like oh like I'm trying to like make people perceive me as like someone who's a good person who like cares about these people like I don't know like I think I, like there's just a lot of people who are like just faking it and like trying to like 
be perceived a certain way and no one mm-hmm. really is focused on doing like the right stuff for the right reasons. I think yeah. there's just a lot, like, I think people's priorities like in this day and age of like not, I'm not going to say like they've never been more in the wrong place, but like mm-hmm. I think there are a lot of people who don't really look at themselves in the mirror and like take stock of why they're doing things and like if their intentions are like as good as they should be. Yeah. And so that makes me think of, uh, I've worked with a couple nonprofits like freelancing and like talked with people in that industry um, and one thing that I've heard from a lot of people is kind of that you don't necessarily market what good you do. It's yeah. more about how those people can feel better about themselves after giving you, whether it's money or their time. Yeah. So it's essentially like making programs where like, be like, oh, we'll feature you if you yeah. get, like, it's like with sponsorships, like you get, if I, if you hold a charity golf tournament, you get sponsors and then those sponsors get their name on a banner or whatever like that. And it's, so it's like they're almost paying for like advertising. Yeah. But I mean, and obviously that's like kind of a cold way of thinking about it. Um, but I do think to a degree that's not everyone, but I think that's why some people might donate to charity to make themselves feel better, which isn't necessarily a bad thing because they're still giving money to others. So Yeah, but you should like do it because it's like it's something you intrinsically feel is like the right thing to do. You know what I mean? And like not because like yeah, I mean like not because someone told you to or you got guilted into it. It's like like I don't know. I just I think people should want to do things because they want to and not because they feel like they have to. Like it's Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like like it's like true in like relationships too and like in just anything in life. You know what I mean? Like like you should do things because it's like your idea and it's not like like someone felt like you like or made you feel like you have to do it like you know yeah, what i mean like manipulated like, you into it yeah you've got like want it for yourself and like and for the right reasons so i don't know a lot to be said for that for a lot of different applications in life i think yeah for sure for sure sweet how you feeling i'm good i can't complain you want to keep going i don't know i think we've got a lot i mean how many at what, what time are we at i don't know <clears throat> hour 23 what time is it yeah our i can go for like another like what's like the standard length of the podcast like what do you like the longest one was hour 47 okay you want to go for another like like we want to hammer out like one more topic and then we can uh we can kind of you know we can let it dissipate or like what what are you feeling yeah it's up to you i mean i just don't didn't know what time is it uh it is eight fifty-eight. i didn't know if you had to be home by a certain time yeah, I might try to wrap up soon and try to go to bed. I got to go swing by one of my buddies' houses, drop some of his coats off, but... but. All right, so one more topic? Yeah, we can definitely flesh out one more before I head out. Um, hmm, what do we got? What do we got? What do we got? We got the world of topics. Um, anything in the news recently? We didn't get into sports at all. So you want to talk about sports? What are your what are your main go to uh, sports teams? Just all Boston? Yeah, yeah, and, through and, and through. Is, and is that because you live in Boston, or is that from like your childhood? You yeah, think? childhood. I mean, like like my dad's <clears throat> from Cohasset, which is like South Shore, Massachusetts. So like he grew up or like you know a New England sports fan. Mm-hmm. So like I grew up watching games with him, and like I became a New England sports fan in turn. And then like he would take me to games growing mm-hmm. up, and like that's why I feel so like connected. To, to like the Boston area because like I grew went to so many games mm-hmm. and like that like you know like my love for sports like fueled my love for the city too kind of yeah. so I don't know like but yeah I like I don't know Boston sports are like a huge part of like who I am too I feel like you know mm-hmm. like, like I remember like years of my life like based on when like the Red Sox and the Patriots won like 
World Series and Super Bowls and stuff. Yeah. So like, just because there were so many of them, you know what I mean? Like, like I got yeah, so, there really like, was. We got so lucky that we grew up in like the golden age of Boston sports. Like we used to like every year there's a parade. I swear mm-hmm. to God, it's like it's amazing. Well, what the Celtics in 08, When did the Bruins win? Twenty eleven. Did they win two or just one? No, they lost in twenty nineteen. Oh, okay, but they won twenty eleven against the Canucks. That, yeah, that was. Remember the riots in Vancouver after that game? Well, yeah, I mean that yeah. was nuts. I remember that was like the first time I feel like I had because you said that was in twenty eleven. Yeah, that was like the first time I had seen riots on TV. It feels like yeah. I don't know, like it's a really random thing, right? But I was like, holy shit, these people are going crazy. Why are they so angry? It's just a hockey game <laughs> yeah but i mean i mean it's huge up there i mean people ride they would have rioted if they won too so Probably, i mean like it, was, yeah. it was inevitable but like you know it was again i think it, it was just yeah. a matter of whether they were celebrating or <laughs> they were pissed and just trying to like start yeah. shit. i've been to vancouver for a couple of days they, they all everyone seems like nice people but I yeah guess. until they lose a hockey game <laughs> until roberto luongo allows like a thousand goals over the span of like three games um but what would you say is like your number one team because everyone kind of has not one or do you not have one no i'd say it's like a dead heat between the red Sox and the patriots like i <laughs> like the celtics and the bruins but like i don't like love them the way i love like the patriots and like and the red Sox. so do you think that's just because they won championships or no i like it's like just you like, just like it's just like the players like I, like like growing up watching tom brady and david ortiz and like the prime of their careers yeah. like what a privilege like it, it's like I don't think people like appreciated enough. Like, like I don't know, like, like two like good guys too. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like I always like admired them as like people too. Like, mm-hmm. like, I've always like seen stories about David Ortiz and Tom Brady and how they like they're the nicest people wherever they go. So it's like I wanted to be like them growing up. Like, <laughs> like I wanted to be like my dad first of all. I mean, like, like well, the, I re- yeah, I dad, feel like, like my dad does. was like you know like role model mm-hmm. number one first and foremost. But like, yeah, if I, I if there were like athletes I looked up to, then definitely like yeah those two like and mm-hmm. it was like just because like they were like like so clutch on the field and then like good dudes off it like i was yeah. like i always admired them in the way they like carried themselves but yeah i mean like and, and like the teams too like there was just so many guys over the years that mm-hmm. like i had, like have just such fond memories of like mm-hmm. watching them play so it like makes it like you know easy to like reminisce and you know mm-hmm. and, like and to want to root for them like for the rest of my life cause yeah it's like i know things could be like that again mm-hmm. you know yeah, and it is kind of going back to like you admired those people. It is kind of funny that I feel as kids, that's one thing that everyone like looks up to sports stars. Not always, but I mean, like, well, like a like, lot of at least lot me of and my yeah, no, and it's like kind of a strange concept because you would think that out of all different people in society, that I mean, there's so many different types of people, or whether it's like politicians, yeah. businessmen, like artists, actors, like musicians, like. It seems like every, like, young... Because a lot... I mean, I guess it's just because a lot of young, young boys are into sports, too. Right. Because um, you're playing sports, and that's kind of, like, the main thing. At least for me, it was the main thing I did with my friends. Um, but it is just kind of funny, because they're... Because, obviously, like you said, Tom Brady and David Ortiz are great um, yeah. role models, but not all athletes are. No, hell no. No, not at all. That's, like, that's like they're pretty, like, few and far in between, like, guys mm-hmm. who are, like, genuinely, like good people and like good athletes you know what i mean it's like a pretty yeah. rare group so i don't know they, they but they're like top of mind for me like I, mm-hmm. I think about like athletes i grew up watching and like really like looked up to like both on and off the field like those two are like on mount rushmore for me yeah at least but what's the best sporting event you've ever been to that's a really good question give, give you a chance to brag a little bit yeah um Hopefully. i think 
This is so hard. My first Red Sox game with my dad, September 29th, 2005. David Ortiz hit a walk-off home run against the Blue Jays. That was fucking amazing. And then... I love that you know the date of it. Dude, because it was like my first Red Sox game. Like, like you don't forget that. Like, I, it was so, like, so ingrained in my head. <laughs> and then... That's a diehard this, right there. This past year, yeah. I, I went to the ALDS game against the Rays when Christian Vasquez hit the walk-off home run in the bottom of the 13th. Oh, you were at that game? And it was, yeah, it was like, I have never, and then the inning before that, like Nick Pavetta had a strikeout where mm-hmm. he like threw one like high and inside with like a couple runners on base. The cr- like, I've never heard that place get louder. It was like really? the energy in the ballpark that day was like something I've never experienced. It was mm-hmm. amazing. And then, and then I've seen two, I was at, you know what game I was at? I was at the Deflategate game for the Patriots in 2013. Against the Colts? Yeah, it was 2014 against the Colts, right before they played the Seahawks in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and like everyone was freaking out about like, oh, you like they deflated the footballs. Yeah, the it's, like, and- it's like, dude, they ran the ball for like like 130 <laughs> plus yards. You don't need an inflated football to do that. And then like guys on the Colts came out and said, like, it didn't matter. They they could have beaten us if they used like yeah. you know like a, a ping pong ball. Like it, it, <laughs> it, it would it would it wouldn't have fucking mattered at all. But <laughs> that's yeah. a pretty good claim to fame. I'm, yeah, I'm trying to think of my. Because uh, I feel that like you're kind of a bigger sports fan than me. I'm trying to think of like my biggest like sports. I guess I was. <laughs> this is kind of reaching, but um, do you remember that Celtics game where James Harden had like two charges at the mm-hmm. very end of the game? He oh, had did like, he get like thrown out, and did he get like a technical or like? I, I don't think he got thrown out, but Marcus Smart drew, drew like two charges in the last like 30 seconds. I feel like diehard Celtics fans will know what game I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, that was like kind of my main, I, I also went to a Red Sox Yankees game this summer. It was like the first time I'd ever been to one. Oh, of I remember those. seeing that you were there. Yeah. Yeah. And it was really like, I kind of, I guess I knew like before, like, cause living in Vermont, um, and having Massachusetts friends, I kind of knew that like people like hated the Yankees and stuff. Right. But it really like when I was there at the ballpark and then like just like feeling the energy of the crowd like people really hate the fucking Yankees. yeah uh, they hate the astros too especially after like well, everyone shoot. does no yeah. i know but like it, it was craig i <clears throat> had never been to a red sox astros game when mm-hmm. the red sox well actually no i went and saw i saw a game this summer and it was red sox astros and like you know it was like a regular season game but there were like 10 lead changes like Sox won it was amazing mm-hmm. but then like that place hates the Astros in the postseason more than like any team on planet earth. Like really the Jose huh. Altuve chance, like the F Altuve, <laughs> like I've never heard anything louder at Fenway park. And then like during like the post game shows for like, you know, like when a rod would do the commentary, yeah. they were like chirping him like about like, they were like, what's your favorite Ben Affleck movie? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like Red Sox fans are relentless. It was just so funny. Like this postseason because I saw like a side to like them that I'd never yeah. seen in person. Like, cause I really had never been to any Sox playoff game. Like I'd been to one in like 2013, but mm-hmm. like, nothing beyond that. So it was really like amazing to just to see how like into it people are, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, like it's not like that in every city. Like yeah. I think people think it's like that. It's not at mm-hmm. all. Like it's like the, like the, like Boston sports fans are so like die hard. It's amazing. Like, like you, like you hear it's amazing so, when you're in the yeah, city. but you hear when you're so out many of the city. You're pissed. But you hear so many players though, like they leave Boston and they're like, "Holy shit!" Like, like, like the fans here are like the best ever. Like, mm-hmm. if like if you prove that you want to be there, like, 
they will like rally or like there's like so many guys over the years that like weren't the best players on paper but they wanted to like you they the fans knew and like the players knew that they mm-hmm. like they wanted each other equally like yeah like brock holt perfect example he was on the red sox and he like like again not like the best player on paper mm-hmm. but like the grittiest guy out there like you like hometown here like not hometown here because he wasn't from boston but like you know what i mean like like fan favorite like mm-hmm. those are the guys that like make it in boston like it's yeah. the guys that want to be there like they're like the guys who are like scott boris clients who like come in and out like they're like <laughs> a, but it's true like think about it like jacoby ellsbury like johnny damon like all these guys over the years like they're like they're for the check and like they're, yeah, they're right. not like david ortiz wasn't there for the check like Mm-mm. trot nixon jason veritek like kevin millar like those guys weren't there for the check like mm-hmm. they were there because like they fucking loved it and it yeah. was like their lifeblood so i don't know i mean I, I, I just I, I like those are the athletes you like too you know what I mean like like yeah. like there's never been like a big name guy that like I've been like oh like, like I like them because they like are like making the most money it's like no like, like I love the guys that stick around like like a Giannis Antetokounmpo like a I can't even pronounce his last name like yeah like Giannis like, like <laughs> yeah like just Giannis yeah, like he'll be with the Bucks forever probably like Dirk Nowitzki like the guy was a Maverick forever like mm-hmm. like Derek Jeter like I, I'm not even a Yankees fan but like any player who stays like just is like loyal to one franchise throughout the course of their entire career like it's pretty awesome to see like yeah i don't know i think that's like because it's so rare you know what i mean like mm-hmm. like no nobody does that anymore no like, so i don't know i think like that like that's what, like i always admired that most like as i got older i always understood why guys left because it's like yeah people have like families and lives and like they don't like if they got a better deal to go somewhere mm-hmm. for more money like yeah they'll take it but like still i always have like or like respect for the guys who like like Tom Brady took so many discounts to like for the Pats to get him like receivers. Yeah, like, he really did. Like, you know what I mean? Like he probably could have made way more money elsewhere, like mm-hmm. and not spent the prime of his career in New England, but he just like was selfless and was like, I will give up money so that like you can invest in people I can throw to. Like But I mean, again, like it's rare that people do that nowadays because I feel like there's like nobody who stayed from one team start mm-hmm. to finish, but I don't know. It's cool. I have a lot of respect for those types of guys. Yeah. Well, and not only that, I think with social media, you can kind of, you can see other people's lives so much easier. And yeah, back in the like nineties or even eighties if a guy's in New York playing basketball for the Knicks versus like someone in, I don't know, like Atlanta playing for the Hawks. Like you don't really see what that guy's up to. And like, you don't know like who he's hanging out with and stuff like that. But nowadays you kind of see like, Oh, like, James Harden is in like Brooklyn and he's hanging out with like little baby and yeah. Ghana and like someone else sees that on Instagram and they're like, Oh, like I want to go to the Knicks or whatever. Like I want to go play for that team so I yeah. can hang out with those people. And like, so I feel like that kind of builds to it too. Um, yeah. And then not only that players just have more power in every sport nowadays than they did before. Yeah. Social media definitely like enhanced that I mm-hmm. think, but like, I mean like the connection between like Hollywood and like professional sports, like, mm-hmm. I mean, it goes back, like, to, I mean, I don't know how far, but, like, I mean, like, the earliest knowledge I have of, like, athletes and celebrities, like, it's, like, Marilyn Monroe and, like, Joe DiMaggio, like, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, like that's, like, as far back as I can think in terms of, like, actresses and actors and, like, interacting with athletes. Mm-hmm. But, like, I mean, I think, like, the Lakers, like, in, like, the sh- the Showtime era when, like, like all... Like Magic Johnson. Yeah, like, like, when Magic Johnson played, like, you'd see, like, Michael Jackson courtside, like, mm-hmm. Jack Nicholson, like, that was, like the first real display of like celebrities coming to sporting events on like a regular yeah. basis. And it was like a status symbol. Like, Oh, because if you were sitting courtside at the Lakers, like you're hot shit. Like still, you know. still if you're, yeah, it's, it's then, and like, it's like that, like 
the two major markets. Like it's like that New York and LA. Like at mm-hmm. Knicks games, it's like it's Spike Lee and Tracy Morgan, mm-hmm. and now in like you know in LA, it's like you know still Jack Nicholson. Like, yeah, Billy know. Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal. No, is he a Clippers fan? Yeah, maybe. I, think he I don't know. Be a Clippers fan. Yeah, but it, again, like it, like, it, but you don't even have to like. Like Spike Lee's thought of almost more of a Knicks fan than he is like as a director, like or like you know what uh, I mean? when I when I think of Spike Lee, I think of Knicks. Yeah, the Knicks. Like, and I think, I've seen like all of his movies, like, and I love. Like, his I movies. think of Jack Nicholson <laughs> as much of a Lakers fan as I do like an actor. You know what I mean? Like it's crazy how these guys yeah. like like they're like super fans of the team and mm-hmm. like like. But I don't know. Yeah, it is interesting to see how like athletes or not even athletes like yeah like they base their decisions on like their relationships with like celebrities and like mm-hmm. you know what I mean like. Some do, not all. Some, but I mean, still, it's it's interesting to see yeah. just like the like the intersection of like sports and entertainment. Like mm-hmm. it's it's more prevalent, I think, now than ever. I mean, like LeBron has the show on HBO with like all the guys like that are well, yeah, in is. the entertainment industry. Like I don't know, it's it's becoming more intertwined all the time, mm-hmm. and like you see, like I don't know, like there's like like people pay homage to each other. Like you know, like athletes will like. Mm-hmm. like run out to like their favorite like like their like best friend song like like there's just a lot of like overlap and like you know intertwinement so i don't know mm-hmm. yeah i mean you see it with both lebron and katie like the two biggest nba stars you don't really see it so much in football stars and like other sports but they both have like giant media companies that like create like documentaries like you said like tv shows like yeah lebron Space Jam 2, like that was essentially LeBron created that. It's not like I think it's most prevalent in basketball, though. Like, 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 like just the like the connection between like musicians and celebrities to Mm -hmm. like the athletes. Like, I think the NFL, too, there's like a lot to be said. Yeah, you see a lot of like people coming to like you know, sitting in the booths at games, and like Mm -hmm. you know, like there was just a lot of like you know, close relationships across like different, you know, different sports and different like you know, like genres of music and different Mm -hmm. like sectors of the entertainment industry so like kind of cool to see i don't know yeah well i forget who said this quote but i remember hearing that like they're describing kind of the dynamic between like hip-hop and basketball yeah and they're kind of like all basketball players want to be like rappers rappers and all rappers want to be be basketball basketball players and it's really true too i did see that it's really true like I, i mean like because there's like different like basketball players that like like Damian Lillard like actually has like albums and he's pretty good. Really, I thought he sucked, right? Has, Doesn't he? Have you when? What did you? I listen don't know. To? I, no, I'm thinking of Shaq. I heard Shaq one of Shaq's oh, songs. Shaq's god awful. Yeah, dude. Do you know that he's a DJ? Yeah, he's DJ Shaq Diesel. I know. I wanted. He's got there, nine nicknames. He was going to where was he going? The Grand. He was at the yeah, Grand recently. Yeah, I know. I. Yeah, I forget when that was. I was just like, oh, that would have been so funny to go to. Imagine going to like a Shaq DJ concert. I don't know if it would be good, though. No, I think it's probably pretty good. I mean, at the end of the day, everybody's so drunk. They don't give a shit. They just know that Shaq's <laughs> up there and that there's music playing. So, like, he can yell at him. He's just like a personality, though. It's like, like he, oh, doesn't, he doesn't even have to DJ as long as he's up there and like mm-hmm. getting like lit to the music. Like, no one gives a shit, you know? It's like, yeah. He's just like a figurehead, so yeah, that's kind of like I went to an Action Bronson concert a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and it oh, was cool. where'd you see him? That's wild. House of Blues. That's sick. Um, but that was kind of it. Like I didn't necessarily go because like I really love his music. I just kind of like him more as a person. And, yeah, like, he's, he's a cool a, dude. Yeah, and so like, and like he was he did a bunch of songs that like weren't his just because he knew like ever like he did uh, just a friend. And like, oh, that's a great one. Like, yeah, well, like, who, who's the guy who died recently? Who like who made that song? 
Bismarcky. Well, Bismarcky. Yeah, yeah. He, he died recently, so it's pretty yeah, timely for him yeah. to do that. Yeah. Um, I wonder what. R.I.P. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wonder where Action Bronson stopped in Boston for food. I'm like, 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 because I was know, thinking the same thing. I, I was on know, his like, like what what was on his short list while he was in town of like places he had to check out. I don't know. I don't know. That's a mystery. I think we should do some research. I think we should do a part two of the podcast, and then we should circle back on uh on what action bronson's hot spots in boston where what his like his like <laughs> i just want to know i'm so curious like there's I so know, many, I am there's too. so many good restaurants in boston i'm like did he go to the north end did he go to like the seaport did he like go to back bay i'm like legal seafood nah, no mike's pastries I think, he, well, <laughs> I think legal i think legal he probably he can get anywhere i think he probably I, he strikes me as like a north end guy i feel like he definitely caught wind of like like mm. like aria trattoria or something like where all yeah. the celebrities go and he was like i'll go there or I don't know. No telling, really, but I don't know. We'll have to do some research. Circle back. Yeah, you can do. We can do a part two for sure, and I'll and I can. I'll have. I'll have my homework in order. You're the first guest to schedule part two on the podcast. I know. I kind of. <laughs> I, I, I kind of. I kind of did that as, like presumptuously. I didn't really like know no, if I'd I'm, get an invite. I'm kidding. No, I'm just. I'm trying to get as many people on as possible. So sweet. If you want to come back on, you're more than welcome to come. Yeah, we'll chop it up. We'll be the next Alex Cooper and Sophia Franklin. Only I won't betray you and you know like you know what i mean like like who are those people oh the call me call daddy, daddy girls yeah we'll be like the yeah yeah we'll no, be we'll I be know. them but like but, but not like talking about like raunchy ass shit you know yeah all right so if you made it this far i want to thank you so much yeah, i don't God, know i feel so bad for anyone else to listen to me for that you know I'm, i don't know why you waited till the end <laughs> but you did um again follow oh me God. on twitter avery underscore friends we also made an instagram it's avery dot and friends so go follow that and again just tell one other person about the podcast um yep again i don't know if anyone's listening because this is like over an hour in but thanks again any last words no thanks for having me on avery i appreciate it all right good stuff we'll see you